This is U.S. Anfield. What is up, everybody? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the U.S. Anfield Podcast for the final episode. My name is uh, Casey Tuttle, joined by my brother, my uh, co-creator, my partner in crime, and uh, we're still going to continue to be all that stuff after this is over. But <laughs> for sure, Corey Tuttle, how the hell are you um, after suffering your second European Cup defeat? Uh, you know, Fabinho coming in really helped the mood. <laughs> If they're, I'm guessing that's why that went through so quickly yeah. because I was so bummed, and then I was like, "Oh, we're gonna be good yeah. again." Um, yeah, it was it was a pretty brutal loss and just disappointing way to lose it. Um, <laughs> it's so weird to live in a, a country that no one watches the sport, the, the sport in general, let alone the club. Uh, besides you, so everyone, you know, everyone at work is like, "How was your weekend?" I'm like, "All right, so." Go with me on this. <laughs> no, to be like, it's the Super Bowl of Super Bowls for soccer. Okay, my favorite team is in it. They've won it five times in their 127-year history. Yeah. This doesn't happen too often. <laughs> but there's only a- this is what happened. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. And, you know, I think, I think five of those have been in the last, like, 48 years or some odd like that. So we actually average one about once every five years. We had just been on a little bit of a cold spell since yeah. uh, 2005. But hey, we got back there. And I tell you what, uh, I thought, especially first half hour all up, I mean, everything changed when Mo went off. But I thought we were in firm control of that game and looked uh, the more dangerous side all the way around the pitch. The fact that they had won two in a row, um, that they – you know, are are dubbed to have, you know, a better player in every position than us. When you put those 11 against each other, it didn't look like that. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely didn't. Um, it was one of those, especially during the first 25 minutes, but, you know, before Mo came off, it was, uh, there was this feeling I had when we played Roma, when we played Porto, and when we played City, where that was that certain point in the game where I thought, Oh, they can't live with this. They cannot live with this press. Mm-hmm. And that was exactly where it was getting. Probably around the twenty-minute mark, I'm like, they cannot handle this. Uh, you know, everyone was on. Later on, throughout the game, a bunch of people turned off, which was pretty disappointing. But that first twenty minutes, we looked, we looked so threatening. We looked like we were clearly the better side. And then, uh, you know, Sergio Ramos has to go and do the judo takedown. <laughs> Did you see um, Robin Black, uh, the the MMA analyst, put out a video of a breakdown of Sergio Ramos's tackle? <laughs> no, <laughs> a breakdown of the takedown he called it. Yeah, you know it's funny, man. I I said it in all the pre match build up. He he's so dirty. He's he's the worst. Um, the dirtiest ever. I just he's you know he's got like I think twenty seven red cards in his career. 27 red cards okay <laughs> given he's played forever i mean he's been yeah. uh, he's been in that team <clears throat> almost as long as uh Iker casillas was he's a few years um younger i still believe but it was uh i said he's he's the kind of guy that wins at all costs he's the luis suarez of defense on the planet and 
he's the kind of guy that you know you would love to have him in your team, but you just absolutely are going to hate every minute of playing against him. And uh, he did what he does. I The takedown was intentional. You can't say he intentionally tried to separate his shoulder or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? That's just kind of that's kind of a fluke. The fact that it was actually the other arm, that you know, the other shoulder, it wasn't the one he had hold of. But uh, all words coming out of Mo's camp seem that he's – he should still be able to make the World Cup and, um, you know, credit to him for trying to keep on. But the game just turned completely on its head once Mo went off. And, uh, you know, they uh, – to, to to head into halftime, you know, uh, at the break, feeling, feeling good about where we were, you know, still in the game, hadn't got away from us yet. And then to literally <laughs> roll the ball into the back of your own net just – I, 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 my reaction to that goal was about as just gobsmacked as I could have ever have been. Like, it wasn't just the manner of the goal, how it happened, but the fact of all the games to have that happen to be the one in the Champions League final after your best player just went out. Like, it just, it was Murphy's Law of, yeah. of, Anything that could go wrong in that moment absolutely did. And you know what? I haven't set it to the side for a minute and go, Karius does that all the time. That's his game, mm-hmm. right? And how many times has it sprung us, put us on the front foot, actually set up goals from us coming out like that? So in my in my great Liverpool supporters heart that I am, I almost was like, this is okay. We're going to get over this. And we did. We were only down for about four minutes before Sadio, you know, and what a great goal by Sadio. Big ups to Dejan getting big, winning that header over over Ramos, and then Sadio just being Sadio. It was just everything good about Sadio Mane he did in that goal. Just quick, lethal. Yeah, in that game. Yeah, true. He was by far the best player. Um, but we get it back, and, dude, I I almost – I was in my second floor. I mean, I, I almost went through the, the, the floor – um, jumping up and down, hammering on the walls. My wife had just arrived from, she was running some errands. And so it's like, I could hear the garage door opening as she was pulling out. And I, she, she must've felt like that, that mo- new movie Dwayne Johnson has coming out rampage with like the gorilla <laughs> in the building, like just shaking the house from the outside. Um, I missed it. I missed the, the money goal. Oh my God. Yeah, I know, Cause uh, when we're sitting there watching it and uh, Hannah has a sleeping baby in her arms. And there's one other baby that's crawling around and Hannah's like, hey, can you uh, – and the baby crawling was crying. She's like, can you go get a bottle in, in the kitchen? And I'm like, okay, it doesn't look like anything's happening right now. I'll be right back. And, just, <laughs> and I hear her scream. She's like, oh, sure. And I was like, what? I hate you. She's like, I am so sorry that you missed Take it. Take it back. That went straight office on her. It's okay. It only happens once every billion years that we score in the Champions League final. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll never live that down. Man, but, yeah, it yeah. was, it, it, it was Man, tough. And, you know, I thought I thought we were, you know, to, uh, to Madrid's credit i think when they were when they when we peg it back one one i think that's when they went to their best they uh they did an excellent job of keeping us from being able to build up some extra steam an excellent job keeping us from being able to to put 
the swarm of bees on them, you know, the way that we did Roma, the way that we did City. They they did a great job. And that's where players like Marcelo, like Cruz, like Modric, uh, come in real handy because they they're they're able to keep the ball independently on their own and, and still be able to move it around. And, you know, losing losing Salah and bringing on Lalana did us no favors at all and trying to keep up with the pace of that game. Um, yeah. And then, and then you know, might go down as the greatest substitution of all time. Uh, <laughs> Gareth Bell. Probably the greatest goal of all time. Man, we were – I was excited that he wasn't going to start because yeah. I wanted him – I wanted him to have less time to hurt us regardless. Never good. I knew – coming on he was still going to do what he was going to do but there's just less minutes for him to do it and if he came off the bench and god he couldn't have been on the field what a minute and a half two minutes yeah and then is that the best goal you've ever seen no that's not not even close no <laughs> it's the best goal i've ever seen in champions league final i mean i always said zidane's was incredible and i've heard so many people slagging off zidane's you go back and watch the Don's goal again. It was unbelievable the technique yeah. he did. That was just I'm I'm more in awe of the athleticism to get as high as he was and to connect the way that he did. I mean, he hit that ball well. And um just to be cold, like he just came off the bench, hadn't been in the game and all of a sudden just show and that's what that's what you should always be fearful of against playing a team like Madrid is they have multiple people in that squad who can do that they may not beat yeah they may not beat you collectively as a unit but they have so much individual like world-class once in a generation kind of brilliance um available to them to to change a game and i thought neil atkinson said it great on their uh the anfield raps um kind of monday show that it felt like every goal scored in this game counted for two (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. the first one, like you're like that could that goal just hurts because he rolled it in, and then he he the worldly goal of that one, and then you know the last one from from Carius, um, smoke hands again, <laughs> just <laughs> smoke, <laughs> absolute smoke hands. It's I mean it's it's awful. It's just like uh, it is so grade school. Put your hands out and hit it away. So here's here's my question to you. Do anything. Given he is a world class goalkeeper, world class in the sense that he plays at the top league in the planet, right? Yeah. Not David De Gea, world class, obviously. Do you think you could have stopped that? Oh, absolutely. I don't think there's a chance in hell you could have. No, I wouldn't <laughs> have you caught it. The, I definitely would have tried to catch it. I would have been like, Did you see the movement on it? I would have double fisted it. <laughs> Dude, I don't think there's a chance you stopped that ball. Did you think you could catch it? <laughs> no, 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 I wasn't. I'm more butthurt that it happened than the fact that he let it happen. You know what I mean? Like I, what terrified me is like, I saw bell lining it up and I go, Oh no, because the way that he hits that ball, there's not a person on our team who can hit that goal. Oh yeah. Not a person on Liverpool squad who can hit a ball with that much power and put that much stank on it from about 40 yards away where he actually believes he's going to (laughs) score. There's, there's maybe five people on planet Earth who can do it. Neville Fakir, see you soon, son. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, God, he absolutely thunderbolted that ball. And the amount of dip and drop on it, there's no excuses. He absolutely should have stopped it. That is yeah. that is schoolboy error for this level of football, and you should never see something like that happen in, in a Champions League final, especially from that distance. 
You know what I mean? Like that's the main thing that Mike he had plenty of time. So much time. He was in place. It hit him directly in the place he wanted it to hit him. (laughs) And still (laughs) into the goal. (laughs) And it was uh it was tough. My heart breaks for the guy. I've always been a big fan of him, and I think you know, we've you've always been a little more pro Minule. I've always been a little bit more precarious, but I think we've both got to say he's earned that position. He, I mean, in the squad of his competition, he lost that position. Uh, he's earned it. And here's what, here's what I think. I just don't know that he will ever be able to recover from the fans point of view. Yeah. Every, ever have every time he, I mean, he could have like 20 straight good games and then yeah. he's, he does something like that. Like just, and let's say it's a, against Brighton, at home, mm. like slips through his hands, we win six one. Yeah, everyone's still going to be like, okay, yes, there you go. Uh, uh. Molotov cocktails being thrown out from the cop onto the field. <laughs> right. Yeah. But what I what I think is, you know, if you look at, I mean, what's going on with everything. I mean, there's been a few idiots talk about the death threats and people just slagging them off. I think the majority of like sound Liverpool supporters really feel for the guy. I mean, that's. That could be a life-changing moment for him, like confidence-wise, career-wise. But he – I just don't know. If I was him, I would say – I would ask for a transfer. And that's awful because I just don't think he's ever going to be – I think he's going to have – he has that Albi Moreno stink about him now. Yeah. You know what I mean? That you may, be, you may go out there and have a good run but everyone's just holding their breath waiting for the next thing to pop off. You know what I mean? And that's just not healthy. I would, if I was him, if I was jerking, you know, we were probably already going to be bringing in a new goalkeeper anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think Karius is, I, I mean, be that age. He's good enough to play somewhere. I don't think it's right for him to stick around as number two. Right. Mignolet is definitely gone. I mean, you may see us go by two or three new goalkeepers this season, but I think if I was Karius, just for his own mental health, and and uh, he, you think he can walk around Liverpool? Yeah, no way. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I feel for him as a human being. I just think if if I, if I were him, and it's not me being an asshole or anything, it's me literally caring for the guy. But I did say Dejan Lovren would never ever play again after the Tottenham thing. That he needed to be sold immediately, and he went out and probably had the best performance of any any player in a champion yeah. on our team in the final. Um, but yeah, if I was curious, I'd probably say, hey. Hey, boss, for the good of you, for the good of the team, for the good of me, I think you can get me a ticket back to Germany. I'd appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. And and Godspeed. I wish him the best in the future, but that's just – it's below what we are in the Champions League final. I I mean, I think the thing that has become clear after playing Real Madrid is uh, they don't have that mistake in them, you know? They they definitely can make mistakes, but every player on that – field you're sitting there and thinking well there's no howlers coming from Casemiro or even from novice like novice they could have a better goalkeeper i don't know why they don't because david hasn't left united yet that's all they're waiting i know but (laughs) they have unlimited money go get them yeah we would all appreciate that from yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) we'll worry about you in one game in the champions league final instead of having to deal with them two times uh, a year um but they don't have that sort of mistake in them and and honestly we do um we have we have a, yeah we need a uh, we have it made, it made me kind of reevaluate the squad a little bit afterwards just being like all right who in here is world class that i would not give up 
for another name that is realistic to buy. And it was mainly the front three, one of our center backs and our left back and right back. I think, and then I think Ox is going into that position, but there are other names that we could go out and get that could make this squad better. And I I think if you're a Zidane, you don't have that predicament. <laughs> you're yeah. not thinking, who, okay, who could I put in front of Modric? Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne? Nope. I'm it's like when you're, with Modric. when you're playing FIFA and you start just buying all the players you want to, and you get to the point where you've got like $800 million in the bank because you've like flipped all your crappy transfers. Uh-huh. And then you're like, there's no one left to buy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how they feel. And, and realistically, with the, the type of effort we put forth this season, that's the type of players we should be bringing in. Like looking at Fabinho, it's incredibly exciting. Like Casey sent me a text yesterday. Well, I sent him like, we got Fabinho. He's like six foot two, Brazilian. I'm good. 23 years old. 23 years old. I'm, I'm good. good. And then I'm like, yeah, uh, he's his base card on FIFA. I mean, that's not for sure everything to go off of, but his base card in FIFA is better than every midfielder that we have, including Navigator. Uh, and then he's like, well, that's good a sign. And then he, Casey sends me a text in the morning. It's like, I watched his YouTube video. He's Virgil van Dyke with Gerard's passing range. <laughs> like, he's the greatest soccer players ever lived. On uh, the subject of Gerard, happy birthday, you beautiful human being. <laughs> I know you're listening to the final podcast, and you know. it's part of your re- regular preparation as you take on the, the, the Rangers manager job. But, um, and this we are is, open, Stevie, if you would like yeah. to start a Rangers podcast. Uh, <laughs> our, our lone patron on Patreon. <laughs> this is, uh, this is a, a beautiful day in history that that, that wonderful human being was born. Yeah. But, sure. um, you know, I, I, I honestly, I, I went about the rest of my Saturday in, in pretty decent spirits. Like, yeah, same. It was, there was no tears. There was no... I wouldn't even say there was heartbreak. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was, there wasn't. it was, there's been other games that we've lost in the league that are just three points mm-hmm. that have like gotten to me worse than, you know, like that freaking Tottenham two, two draw that with the penalties at the end. Like I, I didn't sleep at for weeks after that. Yeah. Um, this was a, a culmination of pride of success of growth of, um, you know, at the end of the day, our, we didn't run out of legs. We ran out of bodies, and you know we we've been extremely fortunate to keep Bobby Mon- Bobby Sadio and uh, Mo on the field uh, this season. And it's just a damn shame in the biggest game of it all that we weren't able to. And and that's been the Achilles' heel. Like when you can bring Adam Lallana on against a Brighton, you can't do it against Madrid. Right. And um, I, I was heartbreaking for the boys. It was hard to watch them kind of fall to pieces some of them may never get back to one of those you know what i mean i think a few of them possibly will um but if you aren't excited about what this team has done or what the future looks like for the red side of of liverpool then you got to be seriously delusional or just a complete inept fan and Mm -hmm. i even though we're we're putting this show to rest I, i i'm probably more excited about the upcoming season more so than i was even this one and I think going into this season, we were excited about it because we saw the growth and potential. We had no idea where this was going to happen this season, though. You know what I mean? Mm. 
I had a, I was telling my buddy, he was like, you guys got to feel pretty good about the season, right? I was like, we're the hottest burning star in Europe right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. We are the fastest rising star in all of Europe. And we just, we added potentially one of the best midfielders in all of Europe, which, you know, we've been talking about has been our, our, our probably our Achilles heel is like yeah. lack of goals from midfield. Uh, I was looking at some of Fabinho's stats. The third most tackles in the English, in the French league, um, the second highest amount of passes. Um, he has the most success, most penalty goals of any penalty taker sent in the last three years. He scored 17 penalties for Monaco. Yes. So we got Yeah. So Milner's Milner's off pens. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> he. I mean, you watch some of those videos of him, and I know YouTube clips can be extremely. <laughs> um, inconsistent with the reality yeah. but you see his passing range you see his vision vision so good it, it's crazy and to be that size i hear he's kind of a, a snide bastard at time you know puts a little steel into the game with yeah. between him and nabby Kata, man you you might we're probably not going to win that fair play award too many more times <laughs> yeah we're, we're getting red cards next season yeah did we we didn't have a red card uh, mane's oh, that was it right mm-hmm. that's only one um, I think it's the first red card under clock. I can't remember one from the year four. Yeah, I'd probably have to be dig through it a little bit. But yeah, I mean, all all signs point to go. We're still got heavily linked with Fakir going on. A lot going on about Allison um, being, you know, ninety million dollars for Allison. I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know if there's that much. I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't watched him enough. I know we put like 38 goals past him in two games, so I'm not too <laughs> – like, I, I don't – I can't confidently speak on what he's capable of. But here's this. He's Brazilian, right? He's probably good with his feet. He's probably got good vision. You know, he can probably do the stuff that Carrius does. I just don't know if he's going to keep the ball out any better. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I was t- texting you about uh... – the reason that we got Fabinho was because he's best friends with Allison. Yeah. <laughs> so, like everyone's out here playing checkers. We're out here playing chess. Really <laughs> then I sent him a text like breaking Liverpool assign Rufus Allison's dog to a three-year, three two hundred thousand dollar a week salary to replace the mighty red as mascot. That's the kind of game we're playing. Allison's coming. Yeah, but it was bold, bold statement by the club. I mean. God, it wasn't 24 hours after the the final that yeah. he was done. And what I mean, no idea. Nobody, nobody knew. Yeah. It was out out of no. I didn't. I mean, I, I don't follow the French league. I didn't know too much about him. I had to look him up. And my first initial thought was like, he's a Brazilian defensive midfielder. Why is he not in the Brazil World Cup squad? Yeah. And it's like, oh, because <laughs> Casemiro yeah. just won the Champions League final, and Fernandinho just won the Premier League title. Um, so. <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> He's 23. Both of them are, you know, I think late 20s. I know Fernando is like 32, 33 years old. So uh, I think he'll be groomed in that position. Um, yeah, all, all signs point to go. And I think we got a lot to be excited about. But any final thoughts on the on the game? I, I don't need to talk about it anymore. Oh, uh, man, I, I think I'm good. <laughs> man, of, man of the match from our side? Oh, wait, oh. we have to hit the final. <laughs> both of us. Yeah. Both of us. Wait, what? Because Casey was like, uh, do you want a pod uh, on Wednesday? I mean, we were setting that up, and I was like, it might just be 90 minutes of me describing Andy Robertson's tackle on Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah. which I think might be the greatest tackle I've ever seen. It, it, it's 
It's well worth it. I, there you was know, no I, way he was not scoring in my dude, mind. I told, I told you we were at – it was 2-1 at that time. We hadn't, yeah. The third goal hadn't gone in yet. And so when he went through, I'm like, oh, hell, here it is. Ronaldo going to get his goal. And then Andy Robertson just like a cheated chasing down a gazelle <laughs> gets there at the last second. Oh, yeah. And gets all ball on him and just leaves him kind of with egg on his face. And for like to me, I was like, that's the tackle that's going to change the course of history for this match. Like, we're going to go score. We're going to end up winning this. And that tackle is going to go down in Liverpool like folklore legend to be told to our children. <laughs> <Long ago>. uh, <laughs> Andy Robertson. Yes. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> we let Andy. Um, yeah. But it was – it was absolutely incredible. And then I, I mentioned Degsy running down uh, Bale, too. Yeah. And with with a lot of ease, I, I don't know. I've seen Degsy Deg, open up his legs that much. and Legsy Degsy. Uh, Legsy Degsy chase down uh, Bale, who, who's got plenty of pace and power about him. But he just wasn't our day. Yeah. There'll be, there will be more in the future. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not too worried. Yeah. Well, um, before we wrap up, I know we, we put out, we got a lot of fan questions to get through and uh, I'd like to give some attention to those because we like to have fun with them. And uh, since it is our last show, we won't be doing too much with that anymore. So I want to make sure they get the time and get the credit to talk to the people we want to. Okay. Before we jump into that, I want to ask mm-hmm. you because some of the questions were just, Hey, can you preview next season? Yeah. Uh, what are your, uh, what's your expectations, goals? What do you think we're going for? I want to win the Premier League title. I want to win the Champions League title. I want to win the <laughs> Cup title. I want to, and I want to win the World Cup. Cup. Yeah, yeah. no World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> um, realistically, I if we're not challenging for the title next year, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, and I think so. I think we got to. I, I I think if you keep saying top four is minimum expectation, then you're going to have minimum expectations. Yeah, you know, like. If we don't win the title next year and finish in the top four, it won't be the end of the world. I'm, I, you know, like I just think that's got to be the par for the course. You know what I mean? Uh huh. But with the expected business that we're probably going to be able to do, I, I just don't. I think the other clubs have got too much. You know, if Manchester United pull off getting Cristiano Ronaldo and Tottenham get Gareth Bale, like all the transfer rumors are kind of looking like, it's going to be a tough, but. Those teams are aging. We we're still young. We're buying young. We're buy, we're buying depth. Um, I think you're going to ha- ha- see Klopp be a bit ruthless in this transfer window with some of the players that just aren't there about um, and don't have a lot of reason to to hang around when they can get games at a lower a, a team with lesser expectations than us. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. um, but I I'd say semifinals, Champions League top two for for the Premier League. And yeah. for fuck's sake, win, win a cup. You know what I mean? The <laughs> yeah. FA Cup, League Cup, like those are there to be won. Yeah, I mean, a trophy, yeah. It's the same teams always there, there about. Like we just yeah. have been – our depth has been what's really hurt us in those, and hopefully we're able to add that depth and, and be able to compete on all fronts. But semifinals and, and top two, but, God, I'd really like a Premier League. Uh, I would completely agree with all of that. Um I have one more question before we start these questions because I was thinking about it and I wanted to ask you. Um, when did you realize that Mo Salah was Mo Salah? When he, that he was one of the best players in the world? Dude, it's funny because I don't know that I... I, I don't remember the point. I remember the point... <laughs> I, know, I was watching, thinking about it. 
No, I remember the point, like watching Luis Suarez going, this guy's from a different planet, right? Yeah. Like this guy's not normal. This dude is a, again, a once in a generation kind of talent. Mo, Mo doesn't do the, those kind of like, like most of us not hitting that Gareth Bale kind of shot. Those, yeah. those holy fuck moments. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yeah, he just keeps putting the ball in the net over and over and over and over. But that's what Messi does. You know what I mean? Like Messi's not banging him in from distance. You know he's he's it's accuracy. You know what I mean? It's quality, not quantity. It's 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 so subdued brilliance mm-hmm. that it, it probably sounds silly and probably sounds way too late. But it's probably that Watford match when he scored four that I was like, damn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like st- him coming off the bench against Stoke and getting those two. That was my um, was- that that was probably a real kind of. It was like when we brought off brought on Coutinho and 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 Firmino last season yeah. against Stoke and yeah, and, and, and beat him like. It was one of those kind of like oh he's he's good enough to just come in and change it you know. Yeah. So may, probably Stoke's the right answer, but I probably didn't give him. Because it's just been so consistent. It's not like he's not scoring hat trick after hat trick after hat trick. You know what I mean? It's it's one goal, two goal, one goal, yeah. one goal, two goal. You know, and but yeah, that's probably the right answer. I think yeah, Stoke Stoke was like where I was like, oh, he's different. Not like he's the best player. In, like I didn't think, oh, he's the best player in the world. I just thought like, oh, this is something that is completely unlike what we had last. And that's season. probably where yeah, you probably said it right there. He's not the best player in the world. Where. When I watch Luis Suarez, I go, he might be the best player in the world. Yeah, but then but when he Mo did, might uh, be the best player in the world. Well, when he did, I, I think my answer from there is, uh, I think Watford sealed it for me. But I think Tottenham, yeah, was like when he when he dribbled past three or four people and put it in the the net in like the ninety fourth minute or whatever. It was like I've never seen anyone do that ever. You know, like other than watching Messi highlights, yeah. that's the closest thing. You, that's a, I mean, if Messi did that, it would be like, oh, that's what Messi does. That's what Messi does. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So the fact that he did that was like, oh, he is way better than all of those players, and they're the best defense in the league. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's obviously one of the best players in the league right now, and then he goes against Watford. It's Watford, but he's had four goals and an assist and five five nothing win. So. Right. It was, uh, yeah, I think Watford sealed it for me too, but Tottenham was like, that was when I was like, oh, he might be a world-class. Um, but yeah. All right, let's get into these questions. Um, fan questions. Fan questions. All right. Um, <laughs> first off, thank you for all the love. I got quite a few people were like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Obviously, you didn't listen to our last show. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna miss you so much. I didn't know that you guys were leaving. I didn't listen. <laughs> like, oh yeah. But we we love all the love, guys. So uh, thank you so much for listening. And now well, let's get into this. This is a really good one uh, from Nish. That's at Podcasting Couch. Question time. I've heard a lot about American food culture. What which big meal challenge have you heard of that you think you could actually complete? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, uh, I was thinking about two things. One, uh, I was actually telling my wife about this story yesterday that um, <laughs> Casey, when I was in high school, Casey, K- Casey was, uh, <laughs> was at home with us. He was like, we were watching Robin Big and it was the episode where uh, they try to complete all the Guinness World Records. 
and Big is trying to find some that he can <laughs> he can do, and he comes across uh, eating the the world record at the time for eating two banana uh, eating the most amount of bananas in two minutes was two, and he's like, oh, I could definitely eat three, and he ate three. And Casey's like, oh, I could eat three. So we stopped right there, went to the <laughs> store, bought bananas, came home, and he tried to eat them, and he couldn't do it. <laughs> and then I told Casey about it this morning that I was like, oh, I should tell that story on the pod. And Casey's like, I don't believe that I didn't do that. <laughs> I could definitely eat three. So One thing dumb. is, I, I have supreme confidence in my ability to achieve things. And, <laughs> and eating eating three bananas in two minutes does not seem like a huge feat. And... <laughs> I, uh, God, that had to be what, 10 years ago? If, yeah, something like no, that. Longer, yeah. maybe longer. But, uh, I don't fully recall this happening because I'm getting old and senile, but I might have to give it another go. Do, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Film it. Um, and then the other, the other thing that we're thinking of is how Casey and I have this ongoing debate of who could eat more of whatever food. So we'll just like be driving around or something like that. And I'll be like, curly fries. And Casey's like, definitely me. And I'm like, no, I, me, I would eat more than you. Tacos, me, I would definitely eat more tacos. Oh, there's no chance you'd eat more tacos. <laughs> do, do, do you remember? Yes, Who I remember. Ate? One time, Casey, uh, Casey's girlfriend had a food, had a um, taco truck cater her little sister's birthday party, and they had literally 500 tacos, and I ate 20, 25 tacos that night. <laughs> I can't count 25. You're not eating 25 tacos, son. Yeah, I, was, I was like, Corey, that's going to run out of food. <laughs> yeah, we're just like, I didn't know their family that well. All of us like, dude, this is unlimited tacos. I'm about to embarrass you. Yeah, I think uh, Corey and I both have a healthy appetite and a healthy <laughs> appetite for competition. So yep. I think we would eat ourselves to death um, before <laughs> one of us actually would tap out. But uh there's a few things like I think sushi would be a good one. We we could I think I'd probably get you in sushi though. I just got a I've got I've got more stomach to hold. <laughs> uh, true story. I I was challenged to eating competition in fifth grade at CC's Pizza with unlimited pizza. <laughs> I ate 21 pieces of pizza and threw up absolutely everywhere on a field trip. <laughs> Um, I, I, anything Mexican? Uh, well, okay. I think he's not asking between you and me. I think he's asking, is like, there which like, ones? a famous one? Anyone that had to do with like nachos or Mexican food or something like that? Casey and I, especially like group thing, like Casey yeah. and I. I, mean, I think pizza too. Like I always see those ones that are like the mega pizzas. Like yeah. between, if you could put me, me, Corey, and Colin, our youngest brother, at a table, yeah. I don't care how big a pizza you bring me. Like, it will get <laughs> put away. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, so, I mean, I'm I'm small. I'm like, you know, 5'10", 180, 190. Yeah, uh, I'm, and then Colin. 6'2", 220 right now. Colin is Colin's 6'3", 240, 240, 240, 240, yeah. 240 250, something like that. Um, so we are a healthy-sized family. <laughs> I'm, I'm the runt of the family, and I'm not, not, I'm not the smallest person in the world. Like, uh, So, yeah, especially – we always tag each other on Facebook. We'll just, like, a picture of a challenge, and, like, yeah, we – like, just tag. <laughs> no words. Just who would you who would you pick to eat this, this monstrous tray of nachos or whatever, and we always tag each other, but – yeah, uh, I just remember going to 
the sushi uh the sushi place and when you were living in utah and they had unlimited all you can eat sushi is what you can see and colin sitting down like ron swanson <laughs> <laughs> i want you to bring me all the sushi that you have hold on son i'm afraid that you misunderstood me i'm afraid that you heard that i want a lot of sushi <laughs> what i said was i want you to bring me all the sushi that you have yeah do whenever, you understand any kind of all you can eat sushi place like they're gonna lose money on us <laughs> like, there's no way what i'm paying is not like co- is covering what i'm about to eat yeah for sure and, uh, that was boy, we, we'll feel the pain for a few days but we always we go hard in the paint uh-huh uh all right so carrie asked are you guys ending the pot for good for just the summer for good uh yeah we're your Moving on to the next season of life. That should be pretty fun. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, mentioned a little bit last time, but we'll, we'll, just in case anyone missed it. Yeah. I um, mean, we we potentially could pop up and do one off here and there, but sure. yeah. it, we just can't, we can't commit to the, to what it needs to, to be, um, yeah. to be, to be relevant and to be a part of what we want to be a part of and, and to do it at the level that we would like to, uh, it's just, just isn't really feasible. So all right, uh, Mr. Mad Leprechaun asked favorite moment of the pod. Um, I was thinking about it, and I think probably the hardest I have laughed is our random. Okay, so I think it was whole city two two draw at Anfield. That sounds right, or maybe it was away. And we did the man cry on the podcast. Might be the hardest <laughs> I have laughed. Uh, if you. If you're new to the pod, that's one random. Casey and I started this tradition when we had a really upsetting uh, podcast uh, or a really upsetting match where what we did was we recorded the whole podcast and it was just so bleak and depressing that after we stopped recording it, we just like, it's like I just want to cry. And then we both like made like s- super dumb cry noises. And then we we're like, this is hilarious. Let's record this and throw this on the front of the pod. So it was so random, but it was so funny to me. And uh, yeah, it was, I, I don't, I don't know if any other like, funny moments stick out like that. What do you think? Um, God, I, I laugh so much in all of them. It's yeah. Or just favorite moment. I mean, we can we not obviously get into like our favorite guests and things like well, that. Well, I mean, but. yeah, the, the favorite moment's got to. I mean, this thing took us to England together. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for I think sure. Doing one of my favorite moments was probably sitting on the balcony in Alicante, Spain, doing a podcast, drinking wine. Before yeah, you could hear the, the wine glass just yeah, clanging the whole time. I mean, like, we're you're sitting there going. This trip probably never happens if two years ago we don't say let's do this podcast. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. that. It, like it, it. I don't know. I've been very, very retrospective the other day. I mean, I, I sent, I sent you that message the other day saying, you know, that that day at the top of the mountain in in Spain, on top of that castle, was one of the best days of my life. And yeah. I don't know. I just maybe it's just me getting older and being a bit more thoughtful and and like appreciating things a bit more. But that to think it all started with this little idea. And I mean, God, we've the amount of people we know now and the conversations yeah. and contacts we have all over the world um, sure. because of the show. Like that's, that's the best part of it. I mean, yeah, period. I mean, that's, there's no other answer, but that. Yeah. I mean that first realization, I mean, 
one of the best moments was no, go, on, one, go ahead. One of the best moments was just sending you like Casey. We should Casey's like we should do a podcast. I'm like no, it'd be dumb. He's like no, like let's just record it. Like even if no one listens, it'll just be fun for us. I'm like okay, let's do that. And I'm like we gotta think of a name. And then I texted him. I was like, how about US Anfield? And he's like, oh, that's great. And then like you know, I went I went to work and I made a Twitter page in about 30 <laughs> seconds. I put a, I didn't make a logo. I just put a library bird as the, uh, as the profile picture. And I sent him that and he's like, Oh man, someone already stole our idea. And I was like, no, that's us. And he's like, I've never been more excited about anything in my life. I went and draw, I went, I went to like Wendy's on lunch and drew a U.S. Anfield like logo on a, on a, on a paper napkin. And I came back. I was like, Corey, make this happen. <laughs> Casey learned a lot about technology through this. Yeah. You know, some of the funny moments, like I think of when we finally got to Liverpool and we were finally going over to meet the guys in the Anfield rap. I felt like it was like showing up for prom with a, yeah. with when you're a sophomore, but you're going with a hot senior and you're like, <laughs> we show up and we're sitting there. And so we walk up and they have like a whole glass building. So you can see people on the inside from the outside. And we see John Gibbons sitting there. Um, chatting with someone, and we're like, "Oh my God, there he is!" <laughs> and then we like go inside, and we go up there and sit down, and we're like, um, "We just sit in the lobby waiting for like to try to get a hold of somebody." But it, I don't know. It's just in my mind, I thought it was just funny. And then we sit there playing ping pong, waiting for them yeah. to come out, and just so we know, Casey is the ping pong champion of Liverpool. It's at least of the at least of the US. <laughs> At least on the USA Anfield podcast, Casey is the king of the Anfield rap ping pong table uh, <laughs> USA Anfield podcast. So I'm gonna get that shirt made. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean that that whole trip was great, and then like those guys were just so good to us. Mm-hmm. It was like you know at the very beginning it was like, oh my gosh, these guys I listen to all the time. Look, there's John Gibbons. Look, there's you know there's Craig and there's you know uh, Gareth Roberts, and then it was like, but after like five seconds, you talk to them, and you're like. Oh, this is weird. This feels like I know you. <laughs> yeah, because I, yeah, I listen to you more than I listen to any other people. In my, I don't. I'm telling you, I have less conversations with the people I see every day in my life than I do with the guys they feel around. It's true. Yeah, I, I would say the same. So uh, that was that was just awesome. Um, I can't think of any other specific moments. Um, Let's see here. Favorite <laughs> favorite Patreon backer, wink face, from, from Mr. Manuel Percon. <laughs> I think uh, I'm going to have to say whoever, whoever gave us the most money, you know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is the right answer. I, I don't know who gave us the right, the most money. It was, I was on Corey created all that. So, yeah. Yeah, we still love you. We have lots of love for all you guys. Um, let's see here. Um, hope for the rest of the transfer window. Um, I think we kind of hit on that. I, I want, I want Allison. I want uh, Nabil Fakir. I want Pulisic, and I want a center back. Done. Yeah, I think if guy, if we can box that off, we're coming. Uh, summer signing that you would love that isn't being heavily linked to Liverpool. Um, I'm trying to think who I like a lot. It's got to be a center back. That, that's everyone else is the, who I would want. <laughs> you know, like I would want Pulisic. I want Noble Fakir, and I want David I want, De Gea. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
Shock move. Yeah, um, shock move. Bust up with Mourinho. <laughs> or I'll take Oblak or Donnarumma. We're, I mean, Donnarumma's not. He's um, been linked. Yeah, but not heavily linked. I mean, it was just like, yeah. this, is, this is a young goalkeeper that has promise. We'll throw him in there. Um, trying to think. You know, someone like got. Center back. Let's see. I think we. I think we'll get new center backs. I don't. I don't think anyone's coming in to take over Lovren. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've been thinking about that lately. I don't think so either. But because I think Clad probably goes. I don't think he does. What? Where's he going to go? What's he going to do? I don't know. He's 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 getting old. He's never going to play making, again. Yeah. He's making a ton of money. Everybody loves him. You know what I mean? He just gets to sit there and be cool. Like you're not. That's the best job he's ever going to have. It's like. I always joke that, like, I, I think I was good enough in baseball that I could have gone and been like a bullpen catcher for a major league team. Like, yeah. all I do is warm up pitchers. I never get in the game, but you know, <laughs> I'm making two hundred grand a year, you know, like, yeah. if not more, traveling with the team. Like, that's a good gig. Yeah, stay, stay raggy. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know any other. Do you have anyone besides? I mean, David Haya, Panorama. <laughs> I try to think about the people I ever buy on FIFA because that's usually where I get like. Yeah, I would buy like Alves from. Uh, I'm thinking Alves, uh, the center back from PSG, the Brazilian guy. Oh, Tiago! Yeah, yeah. Tiago Alves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I was thinking his name was, but he's also yeah. like. Yeah, he'll be starting for them in the World Cup. Yeah. Um. All right, let's see. Uh, how about is the FSG out brigade going to look themselves in the mirrors if we get this uh, the summer dealings go as planned? So, being the final podcast, they can go fly a kite of all different <laughs> colors um, because they are the absolute trash of the Liverpool supporter community, and I am so like <laughs> I just don't know how they can be what they are because they, you know, they say it comes from a place of support and a place of wanting us to be better, but it's not, it's destructive and that's not what this club's about. And so they can, uh, fuck right off as Gareth Roberts would say. <laughs> uh, let me see here. I, I feel like we had one more from uh lady Casey here. I know one of her questions is already answered, which was, um, what is our favorite moment in the pod? Uh, oh, here you go. Let's see here. Pulling it up. Favorite. Okay, favorite pod moment, favorite pod question. And uh, if you could compare Klopp to any historic foot, uh, figure, football or non-football, who would it be? So let's go favorite favorite pod question. Um, I liked all the obscure ones. You know, I, yeah, I can't. Same. I like the one. I mean, we talked so much about the Liverpool games and the players and stuff like that. It was always fun. I think uh, the one that was like, I think it was, I want to say it was Nish that asked. Like, more like meatloaf. Like I would do anything for, but I won't do that. Yeah, I was talking about like going to outer space. Like yeah, that one <laughs> or uh, like the maddest you've ever been at each other, and we like your <laughs> sunburn and uh, <laughs> you telling mom about your tongue ring. Uh, no, oh yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Um, all right. If you could compare Klopp to any historic football uh, figure, football or non-football related, 
who to be. God, it's just tough to find someone with that kind of charisma that isn't like an evil villain. <laughs> yeah. And that sort of ruthless. Yeah, that isn't <laughs> that wild dictator. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, for Cersei for Lannister. All... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, yeah, I mean, to keep it Game of Thrones, let's let's go Tyrion Lannister because I could see Klopp one day in press conference just going, "I drink and I know things." <laughs> <laughs> for sure. All right. I think that's that's actually all of our questions. Um, Closing time. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right um yeah i was thinking about it um i just want to take a little second to give a shout out to um to sam hamilton and dylan soby two of my close friends that encouraged me to do this i was like hey would you think this would be something that you'd be interested in and they're just uh super encouraging and probably wouldn't have done the podcast uh without their support both uh through patreon and and just through their words of encouragement. So when it is never, never took the time to give them a shout out. So I figured on the last pod, I might as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, all of our good friends out there at LC podcasting couch, um, <clears throat> Nish, Nish and team, Rich, Peter, um, George, you guys are tremendous. Please don't stop what you're doing. I always love it. Uh, the anthill wrap above all. Um, thank you for the inspiration and thank you for everything. Um, I'm, I'm so thrilled to be able to call you guys friends and yeah. have, have been able to share what you guys shared in, in Kiev and your, your bus tour. It was hilarious. And so, uh, I, I just, I constantly look at my phone like a, a high school little girl waiting for the next podcast to pop up so I can listen to it. Um, you guys are the absolute best. And if you don't listen to them yet, I'm telling you, um, if, if you learn nothing from this show, please go support those guys and subscribe to their podcast because it's the uh, the best Liverpool supporters content um, on the planet, and uh, it's just only going to get better as this team grows and improves. Uh, Carry somewhere, thank you. You're amazing, Nads. Um, Godspeed, brother. I hope you get well. Uh, love talking to you. I love all my uh, morning wake ups to your your funny stuff that you send me on WhatsApp. Um, but we 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 wish the best for you. Uh, yeah, man. It's bittersweet, but yeah, I, I mean, it's a, it's an it's exciting, a season, it's a season in life. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, I, I can go into a little bit more depth um, than we did earlier. Uh, we mentioned on the last pod that uh, Casey is getting really into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And uh, I mean, it, it, if you want to get really good at it, it has to be a, a major priority. Um, I'm starting grad school in about a month. Um, so the problem is not that we don't have time. We just don't have the same time. There's a two hour time difference. Um, I have to wake up uh, super early and get my babies out of bed to, to make sure we can get this podcast done. Um, so, and then, or he has to stay up super duper late and then be dead for work the next day. So it, it's kind of the rhythm that we're in right now. And um, as fun as it is, like we really enjoy doing this for so much. It's uh, it's just seems like it's a, a new seasonal life that's starting and, it's a good time to end it at the end of the season. So we're going to do that, but um really thankful for all your support. And I mean, in this case, you said all those people, I'll add Simon Hughes and Sean Sheehan for coming on. That was really cool um, yeah. early on for us. Um, 
John and Gareth from the info rep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyone who's anyone who's been on the pod whatsoever, I mean, it, it, it wouldn't be what it is without you guys. So yeah, our buddy Heath, um, was a big part of this too. Heath was one of my longest friends of that kind of got, he was like the only person I knew in the whole planet that supported Liverpool with me like 15 years ago. Um, but think was thankful for this club, thankful for the experience it gave us. Thanks to Urban for our tickets and the cop. Um, You're the man, and uh, I'll probably be hitting you up again sometime in the future. But this club, um, Josh Sexton said it really great and almost like gave put tears in my eyes driving home the other day listening to it. He said, this is the most relevant I've ever felt as a fan, Um, Uh and this club has made me feel more relevant now as a Liverpool supporter than ever before. And I just – God, it's a good time to be a red and I'm just super, super thankful. And I, again, feeling relevant to your team as much as your team is relevant to you is something that you always don't get the privilege of having as supporters of any, any kind of sport. And the fact that we get to do that and we get to share this and the fact that, you know, we conquered most of Europe, uh, <laughs> will, will, will live on in my heart and forever. And, yeah. uh, this has been a wonderful experience and I love you, brother. Thanks for going on the journey, but yeah. For sure, man. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's. Uh, I'll add at the very end though. Um, Casey and I will still be doing the the social media game though. So if you have a question or you just want to talk and ask ask questions and our opinions on things, or um, just follow us on there at, on mm. Twitter. Uh, we also I, I figure we throw out our our personal Twitter accounts just in yeah. case you want to. Uh, I I follow. So I I'm on Twitter all day long at work, but I'm also. Uh, on Twitter at work. So I'm never, I'm almost never uh, tweeting. Like I'm, you won't see me tweeting, but I'll, I, if you send me something, I can respond to you. It's just, um, I, I yeah, you, you won't see many t- tweets on my timeline. It's mainly just because once I get home, I've been on Twitter all day. I put my phone yeah. away or whatever, but um, yeah, you can follow me. I'm at Corey J Tuttle. That's C O R E Y J T U T T L E. And then Casey is, uh, KCT at, uh, at KCT LFC, right? Yep. Awesome. So follow us on there. We, we'd love to hear from you. And, and, uh, as always, we, we, you know, we really appreciate everything that you guys have done for us as listeners and, and the feedback you've given and the input you put into the pod. So, uh, with that for one final time, walk on. What is up everybody? Yeah.